This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today by Gabriel Brangers. Good morning. And Robbie Payne. Good Friday. Good Friday. It's it not is really good freaky. Friday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good it's not. day. Fr- good I good day. It is Friday. I try, see, I tried to say something different. You tried different. something different I and you just, screwed it up. I should have just talked. Just should have just said hello, everyone. I'm just going to sit over here and drink my coffee. It yeah, that's right. Freaky Fast Friday. It is though. Freaky Fast Friday. If you, go if to you guys want to learn more about that, <laughs> freakyfastfriday.com. Check it out. I can't wait until. Do we have anything there? Yes. <laughs> what did we do something? This redirects to our site. Did what does you, it do? Did you build something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, because oh. we tried to no, iframe. I'm way it. too tired to build new websites. <laughs> Didn't we try to iframe the order thing, but you couldn't do oh, it? Oh, that's yeah, right. Remember? Yeah. We were. <laughs> Rob, you this look is, ridiculous. <laughs> this is no good. I was trying to like hook my. I'm putting. I'm putting my mic back and like I'm actually sitting back in my seat. This oh, is a very comfortable boy. chair. He's, he's chill today. I am super chill, and so I like. You know what? I'm gonna bring the mic to me, mm-hmm. and I'm just sitting back. But I'm sitting back about a foot off the table. So then your gorilla arms <laughs> trying to type. So I'm stretched trying to type. Like it this feels is, so ridiculous. Is, I'm sure it looks ten times more ridiculous than it feels. This is why we have to do a video of our podcast. Yep. we got to uh, capture that. Man. Got to. Okay. Yeah, it just went to the podcast. Yeah. Okay. But we should figure out a way to to, do... I need to do something. We'll we'll figure out a way to do it. There's got to be a way. Gabe's over here bound to determine to make a privacy screen appear that doesn't even exist. (laughs) Well, there's like on the 7400, the Windows version, there's all these people who have asked, how do you... How does this work? Because I don't know. So on the Windows version, it's the F9 key. With function. What's F9 do on that one? What's it have on it? it it's the volume key, but <laughs> when you press function, it does it, it, it doesn't do anything. Oh, okay. So we got we, we got, got the uh, yeah we got Couple two of the Dell Chromebook Enterprises. It has in all these this extra morning. buttons on it. Like and no one knows what this one does. <laughs> Twenty five minutes ago, so we're all trying to figure mm. out whether or not like there's a button on there that looks like it's made for the privacy screen, and it doesn't seem like it's with the privacy screen. Yeah, there's like. A million configurations. But of then these again, this is a laptop and what looks like a display. Maybe this is something to do with display switch or something the, like that. Yeah. Maybe you can swap displays. We'll we'll, we'll hook it we'll up. We'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. We reached out to our contact. Yeah. He's he's pretty awesome. <laughs> About the Dell. time we we discover what it is, he'll email us he'll back. Like, no, like it doesn't have that. Like that's actually not a button. It's just a 
fill. You remember yeah. the, like keyboards that had like the blank buttons and they oh, didn't yeah. move. It was just filler <laughs> space because they didn't want to design around it. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's like, probably what's going on. Great. Probably. But uh, yeah, spoiler alert. The, yeah, the bells on. feel very, yeah. very well built. They very nice. look nice. Great screens. They look amazing. They look great. Feel great. Uh yeah, yeah. After so. working on the HP for two weeks, looking at this display is just and I, and I I just have the regular H, full HD version and it's so much better. Yeah. So we're is gonna, this one anti glare as well? No, no. Okay. So it's a flippable, touchable screen. I got my fancy glasses on though, so it, it eliminates all that. Yeah. <laughs> look at you. So yeah. Uh, keep stay tuned. The unboxing of these Chromebooks will be up on the site in not very yeah. much time. If you're listening to this. There's a good chance. By the way, I it'll think it'll be there pretty soon. Totally off subject. I think what were the wagers on the business across the street? They're still open. Oh yeah. Upstairs? No. No. Downstairs. Oh, downstairs. Patchouli. Oh. Patchouli. Remember we we were saying yeah, I think on how long them. they'd stay open. We gave them a little bit of <laughs> yeah, time, didn't we? A couple months, I <laughs> thought at okay. least. Yeah, yeah. They'll <laughs> yeah. stick it out. They there. are bustling right out. now, so good on them. Yeah. Good, good there on. we go. Maybe maybe it's gonna maybe it's gonna. I'm, pull I'm rooting for businesses downtown. I am Absolutely. too. Like I would love to see when when normal is normal again. I would love to see this just be the regular. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. More so, than just Pokemon raids. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so let's dig into some uh, some news from this week, and we're going to start with one that is I'm I'm very excited about, and that is a finally an official Google event. So September 30th, virtual only, as we expected. Yeah, we're no going to we're going to get some Google hardware. It's just it's great. I love I love that uh, you know events are still happening. Although they be virtual, they're still still fun. I mean, we're still going to get to see new stuff. And a lot of, I think, what we're going to see at this event has already been leaked. <laughs> uh, all of it. Uh, all so, of it well, I mean, the phone the phone was teased already. Like, I think everyone knows that's coming. And then yeah. the speakers totally leaked. And then the Chromecast is leaked everywhere. But it's all good stuff. Yeah. I think that's going to be, you know, some pretty worthwhile stuff to have. Like, I, I think it's going to be good stuff that, you know, people are going to want to buy. Like... Google is finding a, a rhythm, I think, with their hardware a little bit, and we're seeing it kind of come to light mm-hmm. um, with, with these particular devices that are coming, and them not trying to like break crazy barriers to do something wild, or we're not seeing them, you know, try to try to float a thousand dollar phone that everybody's like, why is this costing so much? Like, it's it's come to the center with the phones. You know, like the speaker that they're going to unveil looks to be like, depending on what it's called, a, a proper successor uh, to to the original Google Home, and you know, like it's it's just hardware that makes sense. Yeah. Um. And and I think that's a good move from them. It's just um, useful stuff, like good yeah. good quality stuff. They're not doing anything crazy. I love if the design uh, that has leaked is what. Uh, ends up being the final model for the speaker. I think the speaker looks, looks fantastic. so good. I think it looks so much better than the old candle or whatever yeah. that thing was. But yeah, yeah I mean, the it's late, it, late air freshener. It kind of looks like What's cool is they earlier. took everything that's that's awesome about the Nest aesthetic, and then they took it another step further. I mean, it's like the next evolution of Nest. Yeah, the it fabric. so good. Fabric covering. It kind of has an Apple feel to me for some reason. What was Apple's thing? HomePod? Uh, home, AirPod? Home Air, 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 Airport? No, no, that was the AirPods. Something, it's a pod. It's Air a HomePod, pod, isn't it? HomePod. Home yeah. That's what it was, HomePod. Yeah. But anyways, it looks really cool. And then yeah. the Android TV, what, sorry, Google, Google TV. TV. Chromecast yes. with Google we TV. We were all wrong you know on that. What tracks me up is everybody has gone on record 
record because it showed up. Artem from Android Police tweeted, "Hey, I know a guy inside Target. He's got a man on the inside." Yeah. Um, I know a guy inside Target, and he basically I went said, to Target. <laughs> I've been inside a Target too. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but, There's a guy in Target that I say hey to. Yeah, I got a guy. I know I got a guy. I know a dude. He works in the electronics. Yeah. He's he's 17. <laughs> um, anyway, the the listing for the product was Google. Um, what was it? Google, Google Chromecast with Google TV. And so everybody ran with that. Like, that's such a silly name. I can't believe Google's calling it Google. Da, da, da. Like, it's just a product listing. It yeah. just has Google in front of it. It's going to, I guarantee you, it's going to be Chromecast and in small print with, with Google, Google TV. TV. That's yeah. all it's going to be. Gonna be a new Chromecast. Miss, though, Nestcast would have been cool. Nestcast. Oh. Cast Jeanette. Chromecast is probably one of their best brands. <laughs> oh, have. yeah. That's so yeah. much. It, they Chromecast, played with getting rid of it at one point. They did. They, they came Chromecast close. needs to be up front and, and this just, if the pricing is true, which we believe it, pretty what, sure is fifty it 60? bucks. Yeah, fifty. Yeah, forty nine ninety nine. So Target was the only one that had it at sixty, and that new listing has adjusted. Yeah. Now that there's a description, it's it's down to forty nine ninety nine. Hey, I think wild. I, it it blows my mind because I, I see people that are so so bought into like Apple TV, and to me, it's Apple TV is just stupid, and that's just me. I understand that are people that love it, and it does have certain advantages or whatever, but this could be the thing that finally just knocks that shine off of Apple TV and possibly, I mean, Roku's got their niche yeah. and they're doing awesome. I mean, they're in this, every this television. going to push in on them hard. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it is. It's going to push in on them because we're assuming there's going to be like a some sort of app hub, all that Interface. Stuff. Yeah. 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 Some sort Which of UI. Which first for Chromecast. Right. And this is what Google should have done two years ago when they launched the Chromecast Ultra, yeah. honestly. Because uh, clearly people are interested, because I wrote an article a year and a half, almost yeah, two years ago now, still, yep. that still gets traffic. Cause what's I, this going to do to the Ultra, though? Because if this is 4K and it's compatible with Stadia, who's going to yeah. buy an Ultra for... Yeah, what are I, they? I, I would. I think they're sixty nine. Yeah. Sell so them been, out and be done with yeah, them. Yeah, I think they'll, I think just, they'll just go away. Yeah. I think they'll they'll probably move through the inventory they have to move them with Stadia bundles. Now that's, they that's, need to do a firmware update for the Ultra and then make a Chromecast app for your phone so that people can right. have the same stuff on the Ultra. Yeah, that I just wonder if it's like on the. Oh, I'm it's probably sure. running I'm sure on the thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess so, if it was an so, app, you could so maybe the, cast it, but then the it's Google like, how do you TV, interact with it? Yeah, the Google TV thing has, I mean... It's built in. It's not a, uh, a really fast processor by any means, but, it, you know, it's got yeah. some internals on it. That's going to be the interesting part, too, here, is, like, Android TV obviously comes in a, a wide variety of things. So, yeah. like, Google's own Android TV devices have always been pretty low spec, uh, but you've got things like Shield TV from NVIDIA and devices like that that have pretty beefy decent yeah. specs at the time when it came out they were like yeah this yeah. is killer and now that nvidia has gone and possibly going to be buying uh, arm holdings i'm sure they'll have some really nice processors yeah. but yeah, that's a whole different subject um, <laughs> but the uh th- this thing is not going to have great internals and so it's i'm curious to see whether or not google even allows like wide open Play Store access for this yeah. for Google TV. Uh, I think it's going to be. I a, doubt it. I think I it's going like to be since like it's not. Since they could have just done Chromecast with Android TV, and that would be open for that. The Google fact that they're rechain like changing yeah. the name. It's like here, install HBO, install this. Like yes. you're going to have a almost select, like Roku. Yeah, Roku you're going to have a select which, set which of things. Honestly, to for what you use it for, is great. Right, I mean, that's yeah. that's what it's intended. I'm not is. buying this thinking, oh, I'm going to game on this. Play some and video like, games, yeah. But or Google, hey, you want to game on this? Guess what? You can use Stadia. 
Yeah, yeah there you go. And obviously for live TV, they're going to push YouTube TV. And for people and, like us, yeah. that will find a way to sideload stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Almost certainly, Gabe will, uh, Gabe will but find it's a gonna way. Be, it'll be <laughs> so <laughs> underpowered. That's why I just don't I, think. What I it, yeah. From what we've seen, I, I couldn't even tell you what the processor is. It just, it's it's very underpowered. It's just there to kind of do its job of streaming media. So. I mean, honestly, as long as it can cast Chromecast or yeah. Chromecast, Chromecast Stadia, um, yeah. and you know, handle all the normal Chromecast functionality, and be able to handle the you know Google Assistant UI. and the UI to move stuff around, right? But like, I mean, you think about with like the Kaleidoscope on Chrome OS, where they're kind of integrating stuff. If if this can do that, if this can do what my Roku TV does, where I can install Disney Plus and install yep. the seventeen streaming services right. that we pay for every month. That's all it needs to do. Well, and then I don't have to buy a smart TV. I can just buy a really right, nice yeah. TV and exactly. plug this into it. So. Yep. And, and also, uh, what was it a couple months ago, they added some new stuff with with your Nest cameras that integrate more directly with like Chromecast now. So like, I wonder if all that's going to be built in here. Because it used to be like... Yeah, you well, could, that would make sense. You could like see your front door, but now there's other... I can't even remember. There was just... like They added some more functionality. So like, obviously, they're going to be pushing that too. Yeah. this would, is going to be... Because oh, they added all that to the, the smart displays. Right. That's what I would think. You, anything that comes through the smart displays, they would it's want gonna to have play that up same the ability to do that on your TV. Um, yeah. Because that would... That would be pretty cool. Yeah, um, it really is kind of like a have media hub then. You're going to have the assistant mm-hmm. in the remote. So, I mean, at any point you can talk and speak to this thing. And all of a sudden it's it's mm-hmm. basically Google saying, hey, plug this thing into your television. And it now is, has all the capability kind of, of a smart display. It has all the capability That would be the best thing ever Android because the voice remote for Xfinity is hot garbage <laughs> i mean my kids will say something and it's not like my daughter doesn't know how to speak english and it'll pull up some of those i'm like whoa honey turn that off you know i mean it's it's Crazy. bad it's bad but <laughs> did Google's you mean great. to say a bologna sandwich yeah i mean it's 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 silly so. yeah i think it's uh it's gonna be for the price it's gonna be one of my and you said this yesterday it's gonna be <clears> one of my go-to <throat> gifts for this uh holiday season oh, yeah. for 50 bucks you're Merry gonna christmas here in like Here's the most awesome digital TV thing. Give for the you. gift of Have Google it. TV. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think that I, I think that for somebody like my mom, who I, I bought her a Chromecast years ago, original Chromecast, and I still use it when I'm over there, and it it gives me the little oh, air yeah. thing. You, you have know. an old one. Replace but, it. It's but cheap. She, she doesn't. She doesn't use it because she doesn't. She likes having her Fire Stick remote. Right. And she likes being able to click in and look at stuff. And so. I think for somebody like her or, or, you know, even the, so it's, it's great for the basic side, but then it's also great for the person like me. That's fully integrated Google house, you know, right. This is going to push me over the edge to get a, some nest cameras and a smart doorbell. Sure. Because now somebody walks up. I mean, for me, it's right there next to my front door, but you know, for somebody else who maybe has a TV in the basement or something, somebody walks up doorbell right there on your, Right there on your TV. Picture, picture action. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's it's yeah. it's it's going to be really cool for for kind of both ends of the spectrum, I think. And for fifty bucks, gosh, that's just a no brainer. Well, the the thing I like about it most is that it's. I still prefer, uh, in general, I prefer the the Chromecast method of watching stuff. Um, I, it's gotten me out of the habit of like just sitting on the couch and browsing, channel surfing. Yep. You know, I sit down with intent to watch something, and then I've cast it to the television. When I'm done, we turn the TV off. Like, right, which is so different than what like we all probably grew up in a household where that wasn't the case. Um, and so those habits were kind of weird to break as an adult. But 
now that they're broken, I'm like, I don't, I don't want the TV just droning on in the background all the well, time. Well, when we were teenagers, you were invested though, because you didn't have a channel guide that you could flip through. Oh, you yeah. had the channel oh, guide yeah. channel. Oh yeah. And if you missed the channel you were looking for, you had to wait 15 more minutes for it to come, for back, it to come around. back around. So, and they sat there and just pumped you full of ads while you were oh, waiting. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. That My was, grandma, she had the, theirs did the weather. So the weather played oh, okay. up in the corner constantly. So you got to hear the repeat. So it would be like U.S. weather, and then they did local on the eights and all that. It was, it was <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I, I'm old enough. I'm yeah. old enough to remember <laughs> having to get up off the couch and go turn the knobs yep. to change the channel. And we that had, was, we that had was before one, me. Two, three, four, we had six channels. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. Was, yeah, different times. So <sighs> that's, why, that's why our that's, generation is yeah. the best generation. And, and now you're going to have... We know both sides. Yeah. Now you're going to have a tiny little dongle that you can plug into the back of your TV and that's going to do it. basically everything. <laughs> <laughs> and you can talk to it and it'll do whatever you want. But, you know, I, I, have, I have climbed on the roof of our house too. Oh, yeah. We had the... we had. I mean, it was probably 40 feet high antenna. Yeah. And mm-hmm. after a storm or something, you'd have to go up there and turn it just to get the channel. Get it right. Oh, I remember... Uh, I remember when Dish and all that first came out, my dad was super into Dish and, and DirecTV back then. I can't remember which one came first. I think Dish was like the first one. Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember. I remember both of them. I remember going to the mall and them having like Yeah, oh, the big setup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, like Dish Network. Like, yeah. wow, look how clear the picture is. Uh-huh. You know, and, and you look at it now and it's like, you were looking at a 480p mm-hmm. picture on a small it's, television and thinking it was the most yeah. brilliant looking thing I you've know. ever Isn't seen in your wild? life. Isn't that wild? So what's, what's 10 years from now going to look like? Crazy. Okay. I don't know. We're getting so we're getting so peak TV right oh, no. now. It's like the new stuff, like the. Oh, so what mad. was that? Q, what was the one you were researching? The QLED and yeah, all so that. Yeah, so Samsung's QLED yeah. stuff. It's not necessarily better than OLED. Right. Uh, it's just more reasonable um, for larger screens. Yeah. So I, I saw a Samsung QLED. You can get those for inch, 65, 70 inch or something at Walmart the other day. And it was uh, obviously 4K uh, QLED for like 550. And so I at just, that it point, makes me hurt because yeah. I spent that on my Vizio 55 inch right. 1080p television yep. just a few years ago. Yeah. Like I remember when ago. you got that TV. Yeah. And I'm like, dang on it, man. Yeah. Because remember, I, right I got that. TVs. I got a deal on my Samsung 4K and. It was the only reason I bought that one, but I really didn't need a 4K. I was kind of future-proofing myself a little bit, but it's so weird. Like TVs, we're getting off on a rant here. Oh, TVs yeah. are so, get, TVs are no, getting so good. Google TV. Yeah, we're all. It's all we're connected. Fine. It's all we're connected. We're in the lane. <laughs> TVs are getting so good that, like, for somebody like me, if I were to redo my basement and put something down there, you know, I've always thought, oh man, it'd be so awesome to have a big projector down there because I don't have a ton of windows and like it, that would be the cool thing to do, right? But dude, if you can go get a seventy-inch TV that's that quality and looks that good, yeah, like I mean, that's going to give you a brighter image. It's going to give you a more probably well, consistent image across the whole thing. You whereas, buy like, like a, a laser projector, yeah, right? Which, or a laser? But how much grand. are those going to cost you? Yeah, three, four grand. What was the one we saw? Samsung just teased. I think there's a five. Yeah, but it's a huge uh uh it's a laser projector yeah, it's triple row. three lasers it looks like a google nest product i'm sure it probably has smart guts and all that stuff in it. yeah it's crazy but i need it <laughs> I, yeah that would be fun i i do think it is inter- like all of this kind of tie this back together i do think it's it's very interesting to think about how far kind of the connected home stuff has come i mean just we were talking about maybe you talked about it on the podcast i don't remember whenever i started working with 
HCC, whenever I moved to E-Town and met you guys and started working uh, down here, I didn't have any smart home anything. Like there, I don't even think anything was out yet. That was 2013. So was there any? When was the Not when was really. the first home? When was it announced? Google Home. Yeah. Google 2016. Home. 16. 17. Right? 16. I think it was 16. Yeah, the original Google Home was announced around At the same I. time as uh, no, Android. It was 17. I think. <sighs> wow. So since yeah, we got to look this up because think about that. It's it's 2020, and and we're talking about now having this dongle $50 dongle that you can plug in that connects all your stuff and it's right. all your assistant stuff and it's your doorbell and it's your cameras and all this stuff and then to be able to have a this other thing that they're going to announce whatever they call it the nest home uh, whatever I, i'm not sold on that know. whole naming thing i don't i don't, I don't, I don't know, know that that's going to be what it is it's just what somebody found it in nest because uh, the other ones are nest mini so i mean nest max well nest max is the yeah, it's Google Home yeah. Max. Original Google Home. I don't know. Whatever they call it. But like to be able to have that thing in the the even in your living room as your as your nice kind of nicer speaker if you don't oh, want to yeah. splurge for Max, like you're getting such good quality connected home stuff now. And and like you said at the very beginning here, Google's just like in their lane. They're like, We're gonna make this just nice, high quality stuff. It just works. Like yep. it, and they're getting so good at their their recognition stuff. Like, ah, oh, it's when ridiculous. When was the first Pixel phone announced? That was in twenty uh, in October of twenty sixteen. Okay, so it was announced with that. It was released in November of twenty sixteen. Okay. okay, wow. So I, I thought they did it at I O. I thought they maybe they did mention Might it have at teased I. it or something at I. Yeah, maybe that's well, what no, they did. The maybe assistant. they talked about it at the yeah. I O before so that. It launched in November of twenty sixteen. Yeah, wow. Right. I was thinking it, so, yeah. it came out in Crazy. four years. We've yeah, whew. come a long yeah. way since then. And and yeah, I mean the t- TV tech's right there along with it. So like, you can have an amazing <clears throat> home setup now for basically a quarter of what it used to. I mean, yeah. I remember, I remember um, the uh, a house that 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 we lived in. Uh, my my stepdad bought a seventy inch, and I cannot even remember how much it was. Thousands, oh, fortune, thousands of dollars, and it was like a rear projecting screen. Yeah, I I don't really I don't even remember, but old old boxes. Yeah, old school I stuff. A couple of those, like straight up Mister Gaddy style. Yeah, <laughs> but like I mean, gosh, you like you said, we you can go get these QLEDs for. Yeah, it's wild. It's so, a, and I was thinking about that a little bit today. This is another kind of tangent off of this. Um, I think it was when I, yeah, I was driving in this morning thing. This is this is how my mind works. Uh, and and thinking about you know the the reality we we filmed something yesterday that we'll we'll get out on YouTube probably this weekend. Uh, just about the idea of the Surface Duo, um, kind of giving us hope that something like this could come along with Chrome OS on it. And the more I thought about it, you know, like the Z Fold Two, for instance, launched today. Like it's supposed to be shipping to consumers. It's supposed to be at T-Mobile today. I was going to go try to pick it up. That did not work out. Um, they, they wanted a lot of money down and I'm just not sure that I care that much to try it, to, to plunk that kind of money down. Anyway, 1400 bucks. Is that what down, you wanted? Yeah. Down, down. <laughs> and then Yikes. put it on payments. I'm like, ah, eh, if I'm going to plunk that much money down, I'm just going to go buy the thing. Anyway, as I was thinking about it and think about folding phones and like, we're we're not at the point where folding phones are normalized by any stretch of the imagination. It's still only a couple. 
Um, we're not even at the point where dual screen phones are really normalized, but think where we've come from just a display tech perspective in the course of about seven, eight years. OLED was brand new, fresh, out of the box. No one had ever done it before kind of thing on phones with the Samsung Galaxy S2. I remember that phone coming out and seeing an OLED screen for the first time and being like, holy crap, look at the colors on this. Look at the like the viewing angles. This is insane. And so fast forward eight years and OLED screens are almost a commodity at this point. Like you get even your like cheaper phones have OLED now. The four or the four A, Pixel Four A has an OLED screen on it and a pretty yeah. good one at yeah. that. And it's three hundred and fifty bucks. So yeah. like it's commodity level now. So it takes a few years for screen technology. So we're talking about TVs, you know, when those bigger screens first came out and HD first came out and plasma screens came out and then OLED and LED backlit and yada, 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 all these different techs. Yeah, they're expensive at first, but quickly they become commodity. And it got me just thinking about, you know, like if, if a foldable, you know, two screened kind of Chromebook thing was ever to become, you know, or if, if it was a folding screen, like to me right now, that seems so outlandish and so right. far fetched that right. anyone's going to spend the amount of money and research it would take to get a folding display, a pocketable folding thing, and then put Chrome OS on it. Like that feels far out, but it's like, well, in four or five years, folding displays or dual screen displays, both probably will find their their way through all of this. I think it's I think it's going to be something that we see a lot of mm-hmm. uh, in the <clears> next few years. Well, once that happens and it becomes more commonplace and it's more commodity, like, oh, it's no big deal. Yeah, folding screen. It's, right. There's folding right. screens on $300 phones, whatever. Yeah, because yeah. you think, then when did, we, when did we that. see the FlexPi? Two years ago? Yeah, we, uh, we, we I think we talked about on, two and a half. Going on three. It'll so, be three. So less than three years ago, that fe- I don't want to say it felt like a joke. It felt like man this tech's so far out it was oh, like, like the, it was this, the whole ces like and vapor, it, vaporware yeah and type it wasn't stuff. like oh this will never be a thing it was just like look this is this is this is going to require some kind of new space technology that we haven't found yet right before somebody actually you and, just go to the store yeah buy this. and now you can drive to a physical retail store and buy some of these devices yeah so it's happened a lot faster than we would have anticipated and the reality is is it's exploding enough that it's not just a matter of exploring what Chrome OS or other things would look like on these devices. It's probably inevitable. Yeah. It's just making it happen. It's probably in in testing. I mean, we saw Lenovo's, I mean, that thing was a chunker, but that folding display thing that they had, like in my mind, that's the first thing that kind of happens. It's like Um, a traditional laptop style. You open it up. It has, did it have a full screen on the bottom? The whole thing was a screen. It was basically one big screen. That but it had the keyboard that snapped on top right, of it. That's what around. it was. Yeah, it fit okay. in between like a sandwich, and so you like had a slice kinda, of lettuce. Yeah, you kind of had that that take on it. And then you've got the Neo, the <laughs> Surface Neo, which I'm not sure if we're even going to see. But you know, I think it was like two nine-inch tablets basically together at a hinge. So doing the same thing the Surface Duo does, except giving you two larger screens to work on. And again, same thing, a magnetic keyboard that flips around on top drops on there when you need a physical keyboard but can pop off you can open it up and just have two side-by-side screens if you want like the the implications of these types of devices i think for people on the go they're just there are a lot of things that could be done and explored in these territories and whereas just again a couple years ago folding screens like I, i would say of course it'll be a hinged screen you know two screens on each side first but i'm like I think folding screens will come along so quickly in the next couple years 
Who knows? We might, yeah. we might get a foldable Chromebook before long. And I'm not talking about two screens. I'm talking about one screen that folds in half. Yeah, exactly. You know, and the implications there are just so cool to me, I think. Like, again, what Lenovo had, super conceptual. Um, and I think they're going to ship it. I mean, they, they sent yeah. it to reviewers. Oh, like, yeah. Mr. Mobile had a video of mm-hmm. it. Uh, but the idea of, like, when I'm looking at my... Uh, 713 in front of me right now my chromebook spin i'm imagining if the keyboard deck was all a a display and this is all one big display that is just folded at a 90 degree angle right now and i could drop a keyboard you know just set it here use the bottom part as my trackpad yeah um and you know yeah pretty in pretty good shape there or if i didn't have this if a virtual keyboard was up there and you know had to make do i could i could type on on glass if i had to um, but then when I'm ready to dock this thing, turn it sideways, open it up flat and, you know, set it down and it's, you know, I, I don't know how big the screen would be on this thing. It would be large. <laughs> It'd be like a 24 inch, 25 inch diagonal measure screen. If I had this device in front of me, it was all screen and I opened it all the way up and set it up. I mean, it'd be a large display and then have, you know, the same keyboard that you would pop on the top here. If it were a Bluetooth keyboard or whatever. You know, you have to figure out what you do with your mouse. You know, you have your little travel Logitech mouse or something. Pop it out. Get to work on a large screen display that can also be a laptop size thing. Can also fold maybe back on itself and just be a tablet. Like, I mean, you start thinking about all these mm-hmm. things. It's like, man, and Chrome OS is already kind of ready to start doing all of that. Like, right now, without anything else. It's just a hardware manufacturer would have to decide, man, we're going to take the leap on this thing. And I could see Lenovo being one to do something Absolutely. like that. And, really and awesome. it would it would be really cool if if just in the short term if they would add the touch to go between different monitors. Remember, like we oh, were talking yeah. about, so like, like the Surface Duo. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If if you could just grab one thing on on one external monitor that is a touch fling screen it. and fling it over to your other screen with touch, like yeah. that would be a, a thing they could do like right now that would give maybe that little bit of a feel of like what this could be. Yeah, like. but I think right until there's hardware that necessitates it, there's almost there, no point. There's no doing need. It. Yeah, because uh, I'm trying to think of a scenario right now where when you have your external it. monitor set up normally, your your yeah, d- keyboard you're, mouse you're docked. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I, don't, I don't know that they'll they'll put that in until the minute we see that in the repositories, we find something about so that. It's you coming. Know <laughs> yeah. that a dual screen yeah. folding kind of setup right. is coming. Like it's. But in that, and that's why I think like Chrome OS would suit itself better on a foldable display versus a dual screen. Um, I think a dual screen Chromebook would be amazing, an absolutely amazing device with a few tweaks to the software. But a folding display would even make even more sense, I think, because then you don't even have to write anything extra. You, you know, like just works. It already does split screen stuff. It already does like literally. If if the display, if the thing I'm looking at right now, other than Honestly, they'd have to write something in, I guess, to make the bottom part of it, you know, go to sleep or whatever, use it as a touchpad or however they would do the keyboard section. You know, they would have to figure that part out or write that part in. But they probably would have done part of that because they had a the Lenovo Yoga Book was a thing. Yep. Uh, Peabody, Peabody was its code name. So they already had started on that whole concept, that whole idea. So it's not like it's it would be brand new territory. <clears throat> You know, and apart from that, it Chrome OS already would handle every other use case for that thing. Uh, as far as long as the hardware told it, hey, I'm folded this way, I'm folded that way. Be really cool. Yeah. Um, be really, really cool. Google. We went from Google event to folding Chromebook. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you can tell what's on my that mind. That just makes sense. <laughs> Robbie, Robbie's got a Robbie's One Robbie. Day, it's, it's it's going around in his brain. It's, we filmed this video yesterday, so he had to figure out a way to talk about it. It's always it's yeah, this yeah. this podcast is becoming very. Uh, what's the word uh not conceptual but yeah a little bit we're talking conceptual yeah conceptually about things chrome phone and like all folding. this last it's this all last kind of the week, same stuff it's like, been a bunch about too like chrome os has just gotten featured yeah. featured this feature and that feature's coming this feature is like so we're just kind of in that mode it right feels, now it we're, feels really cool i mean it does kind of tie back to the google event because it's like new tech it's new stuff that's coming and it, it is a it is a I mean, as kind of tech bloggers and tech reviewers, like that's our kind of our job is to be on the cutting edge right. and be thinking about these things to, you know, kind of talk about this stuff. And I think that obviously there's nothing like groundbreaking coming out of the Google event, but I mean, there's some cool new tech coming and it, it's going to be fun to, to see all that stuff. And then, you know, a, as we're thinking about that, then it's like, well, what if Google did a phone that was like this or, sure. a, you know, Chrome phone or Google, you know, tablet, whatever. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're actually sitting here in reality getting ready to attend a Google event uh, next week. Is it next week? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, week and a half. Week and a half. That yeah. won't include a Chrobook yeah. for the first time. Yeah. Uh, I was about the very ready first to, one. I was about ready to bring that up as uh, kind of the elephant in the room as someone who's sitting and listening to this and they're like yeah 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 yeah. i'm i'm here for the chromebook stuff i'm listening to yeah. the chrome Unbox. if they announce a chromebook at this event it will be the we're gonna lose our biggest minds. it'd be the it'd Just be their best announcement non-leaked non-leaked it'd probably be out of, out of all the major hardware manufacturers not that you really consider google a major hardware manufacturer but they are uh it would be the biggest shock and all I've yeah. in the last yeah. decade. We have, we have no. I literally have, have zero no confidence. Evidence. No evidence. No it, nothing. This would be this would be on the level with the Samsung Pro getting launched on At Samsung. CES. Yeah, we're just like presently what? happening. Yeah. yeah, I think it'd even be was, more than that. I was fumbling to get all my recording gear. I'm like, oh, what is crazy? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's like, really happening. We at least knew that that device was a like, thing. Yeah, it was a thing. Yeah. And that there it might it might be on the showroom floor or something. You know, this is like this would be nothing. And we we are hoping that this Halvor device is a Google device. Still, like looking at what we found, it's hard to believe that it wouldn't be. It just there's clearly no way that they're ready to launch this Chromebook. Uh, like yeah. Tiger Lake Windows laptops still aren't out yet. Right. So Halvor is a Tiger Lake and there's, device. How and, is that going to come out? Yeah. And you said no they way. haven't even touched the, the commit in a while, right? No, it's been since September 3rd. Yeah. The last action on that board has been. Yeah. And I mean, that happens. Yeah, you, yeah you of course. You have but, weeks where you don't mess with something. But, but that's you know, not typical of a device that's going to get uh, no, announced no in two weeks. No way. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I don't know what Google's going to do with that. I, I think it might take, you know, it might take just a little bit longer. Um, it, we could see something, you know, I, I won't say at CES, but <clears throat> from CES, because that's going to be virtual too uh, this year. Um, I don't yeah. know. Uh, it's it's weird. And maybe Google feels the need to detach themselves like i i can't imagine them if if halvor is you know the next pixel book there's almost no way it goes until next fall before they announce it no they can't ces time frame you know yeah that would be but i mean they could just do it at io they have a plan for io i mean or they can just launch it whenever they want i think google is figuring out like they don't have to be tied to these particular patterns they're not sticking themselves to an october date for this hardware event that you know 2020 got so shaken up by everything like i feel like a lot of companies are figuring out like 
the virtual events are cool and certain people can pull them off, but it's just not necessary for everyone to do right. it. And it, it's probably not necessary. Like develop your Chromebook and release it when it's ready. You know, when it's ready, release exactly. it. They used to release the, the original uh, Chromebook pixels and then the HP that they did, the little 11 inch, they really, it was basically a Google Chromebook. They were all released, I think, in late February, March. That was just and honestly, with where we're at in today's times, if you can get something out on the market and it's ready for the market, get Go, it out. Just get it out. You can't buy Chromebooks right now. Right. I mean, you know what would be? I don't know why this just clicked in my head, but Google announced that uh, compute the uh, Google Meet hardware kit the other day. Yeah. And it's it's really dope. It's four thousand dollars if you get the big room one, but nobody's gonna buy it except for enterprise. But still, they have their Google Compute. Uh, which is just a chrome box with a kb lake but that sound bar oh yeah they need to sell that sound bar as a separate like you should be able to buy that, that on the google awesome. store i never even that never even clicked until right now i'm like they should say hey you know here's the new google the new nest speaker by the way here's a sound bar if you want it well, pair I mean, that up with why two, not have two a sound homes bar. Dude, I mean, i'm telling so two you. home speakers the bar Surround sound Give set up five. for your house. Let's go five. Yeah, let's get a couple let's minis. Go seven. Let's, let's go, go a couple seven. Nest minis in the back. What's what's your sub, Max? <laughs> exactly. Done. <laughs> Pair it all up. Let, let me just go ahead and go on record and say this is something. If Google's not thought about this, that they need to do. And I'm guessing I don't I don't have Sonos or have a lot of working knowledge of Sonos. But my guess is would be, it'd be similar to the way Sonos would do. Like if you went and bought the Sonos ones. And said, I want that one to be front left, front right, yep. rear left, rear right. You just, you just tell the, yeah. the app that that's what you want to do. Um, I mean, they already have the stereo stuff in the home yeah, app. It's you can already home. do that. Like, they need to add surround sound ability yeah. and Five. let me use whatever speakers yeah. I want. Five point, so, Five Sonos point needs one. to start getting along better with Google, and they need to allow you. Because I have all the speakers I could ever use for a nice surround sound setup if I could use them in tandem right. with my Sonos Beam. Because imagine that be like that sound bar you were just talking about sell that thing or just you know this new speaker it could be the the center channel so i'm sure and it's then your left sound yeah and then your left right and then left right uh surrounds are just nest minis yeah so you have four of those so you're out what 200 bucks there yeah this new speaker is probably gonna be 100 and change so <clears> 300 <throat> we'll call it 350 um and then assuming that, that this new Nest speaker is probably got enough bass response, most people would be fine with that. And then if you really want to add some thump, go, go get you go a $300 get a max. max, and it becomes your subwoofer, and there yeah. you go. Or yeah, the, beam the max would be weird up front on your TV. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it was, tall. It was weird to fit uh, over at my house. Oh, yeah, you, we had yeah, it, like, tucked into the little cabinet. Yeah, but you had it in the cubicle. Yeah, yeah but I worked. think that killed probably some of its, oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. its whole smarts where it listens to the room. Like, yeah, it never felt balanced. Like, the beam there. by itself is $400, and it's awesome. But if you turn it up, when you're watching a movie, if you turn it up enough to get that really good bass and, like, explosions and all that stuff, it kills all the mids, and then you run into the situation where you can't hear the dialogue or it's too loud yeah. you know yeah. it needs to and be their sub is expensive it, isn't yeah. it? oh yeah i mean you might as well be buying another another beam or more yeah, maybe crazy uh, if they announced something like that i would be blown away if they announced chromebook i'd be blown away and they wouldn't even have to announce that like they could just yeah. roll that out hey, as a software feature one day hey we've added surround sound pairing and but here's here's the <clears> kicker <throat> to me like i want to be able to do that and then through the home app like hook that up to my new Chromecast with Google TV. Like Yeah, of course. Yeah. Or like when I'm going to cast something, I don't know. It like, like use the recognizes cast, yeah, that. Use the cast 
mojo. It's like a group. It's yeah, just a group. It, yeah. So the screen gets included, or not in the screen technically. So the Chromecast is like, grouped with those speakers. You can and so still it cast. Knows. You can still cast to them separately, just as sure. you can in a group. But yeah. then if you cast to the group, they all get engaged, and boom, there you go. It knows, and you you tell it which one's hey, which. Hey, somebody listening from Mountain View, please do this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, stereo would be nice, a nice start. Yeah. Like, give me, and, and I don't want to hook it up through Bluetooth, none of that stuff. It needs, I created a stereo pair, left, right, yeah. they're sitting up by my TV, I add to that pair my Chromecast, when I cast, it knows, it it figures it out. Triggers those a, as the group. That's the group the is, is paired to the, the Chromecast, that would be dope. And there's really no reason they couldn't do this. Yeah. Like, the audio cast, yeah. and all, like, it's already there. Somebody who's listening, just, just, just make this happen. Yeah. Make it happen for us. That would be awesome. Speaking of, uh, speaking of of nest minis you like my transition there i was trying to get creative with the transition but i've got nothing i've got nothing i'm waiting to see where you're going before i if you, you would like to have some nest minis okay, in okay. your house yeah to use good. as <laughs> you don't get cre- you don't get creative credit there i talked about the nest mini. right you i was just, just trying to think of a transition to the giveaway using, using your, he was saying it wasn't a good segue but it was i mean yeah. you, were, you were making the point that nest minis would make yeah. a great surround sound so setup. yeah if you want some nest minis for your house if we're you, doing yeah. a giveaway right. the event that surround sound shows Boom. up you'll be one step closer <laughs> to 3.1 sound that's right you'll be at 2.1 you'll be if at you already 2. have your center channel <laughs> that's right so yeah so we're doing a giveaway we'll link it uh we're going to give away a couple nest minis the the newer uh call it mini two whatever you want to call it it's yeah. the revamped mini it yeah. sounds amazing awesome. i l- love them i use that to listen to podcasts in the morning and npr and but then you can throw on music and it's got enough fullness that it can kind of be your main speaker in a small room better sound in a wall mount that's great it's all yeah it, it was I mean, pretty much all it needed yep and it 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 did it does both of those things really well i've never wall mounted one but i know people you wanted can. to do it so you there can. you go yeah it's a thing um but yeah we'll link it all we're going to give away two of them leading up to the event so we'll we'll announce uh winners we'll pick winners well i will probably want to announce them that day i'll have to verify them but uh we'll pick two winners on the 30th uh at the time of the event which is two o'clock eastern time yes. 2 p.m eastern time at that point giveaway will end and we'll pick a couple winners and this is just a kind of fun way to lead up to the event join in on the excitement and, yeah and uh, we've been we've been hashing some ideas of how to make this day fun since it is going to be a virtual event this yeah. will be the first time that you all don't get to see our shenanigans actually in new york or yeah. mountain view uh so we're, we're thinking of some fun stuff to do and this this is kind of the the precursor to that we want to give you guys something and celebrate whatever it is google has in store for us we were going to do some chromecast we were like it feels weird to give away a chromecast when they're going to announce a new one they're not yeah, announcing a new mini speaker they're announcing yeah. a new speaker but not a new mini especially speaker. the fact <laughs> that the new chromecast is going to be so it's much gonna be so much better <laughs> for almost the same amount of money if we if we end up Still getting if we end up getting a if we end up getting like a little press kit and get a couple of these maybe we'll give away one yeah of the newer ones stay tuned i yeah. don't know okay we're going to take a quick break for an ad and we'll be right back This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord. N-O-R-D. All righty. Welcome back, everybody. 
We are going to dig into some... Whoa, watch out, Robert. <laughs> what was that? Watch out. <laughs> I, was, I was literally just going to scratch my <laughs> eye. This is, uh, this is why we need video. And my pop guard, man. It guarded my face. It was we like, no, 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 no. Don't we, hit his face. We need to just get the little little foam covers. Yes, we do. Buddy this is better. all, this yeah, is all this too is much. Too much. If we're going to do video, we got to get rid of all this Way stuff. Way too much. We can go that route, angled up with... Yeah. We're going to we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna figure it out. Desk, we're going to figure it out. Desk. We just foam filter. This done. is the same as Clean. anything we do. We just need to take the time to just do it one day. We need a couple extra days in the week. Well, I mean, we've got an announcement coming soon that's going to hopefully give us a little bit more time in the week. So. We do. We, we do. cannot. We coming can't soon. say anything about that, though. Coming soon. Let's talk about lacrosse and not the sport. Not the sport. <laughs> not it. the sport. That's my that's my intro. That's your intro? Go. That's what you're going with? Okay. <laughs> Go. Run with it. I think Gabe needs to speak more to this than, uh, you know, I've been reading some other stuff. Obviously, we've just, talked about it quite <laughs> just, a bit. I just want to know why there's a chicken in a tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm not digging. I don't know who this person was, and I'm not digging on him because it made my day. So, it was funny, man. So, uh, I, I used to be, uh, like, one of the whatever volunteer Chromebook support forum people and whatever. I still get in there, but uh, because of what we do, it was kind of a conflict of interest, whatever. But the, these, they're called products, ex, product experts. Now they were uh, top contributors, I think. Yeah. yeah. So they're essentially just volunteer support for Google product forms. They have them for nest pixels, everything. And I'm in a chat group with some of the guys who are, uh, we, all we do is talk about the Linux side of Chrome OS. And of course, with Linux being unstable now, there's a lot of people getting in these forums with problems because they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what Linux is. They don't know how to use it. They're breaking stuff constantly. And it's kind of a good thing because this is a way for Google to figure out what needs to be fixed yeah, because this is still very, it's still beta, whether it, whether it, even though it's unstable, yeah, it's still beta. It should be like a, a five question test before oh, it unlocks. Yeah, you have yeah. to get these yeah. answers right before you can unlock Linux. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They but, should do that for the self check at the grocery too, by the yeah. way. But, so anyway. someone, someone had enabled lacrosse on their Chromebook. Which means they had to have been in at least the dev channel, I think. No, I, I is think it in dev? Maybe I, I don't canary. know. They were somewhere they shouldn't have been, so <laughs> they took they took uh, like a left up in downtown Louisville and went over in an area that they shouldn't have been in. You shouldn't go there. When they should have been over at the waterfront, they were actually over in the warehouse district, <laughs> and that's not where you belong. So when you launch lacrosse, and we'll talk about what it is here in a second, but when you launch it, it opens up. We, I think it's opening up in a VM the way Linux does, but the default icon for Linux apps that don't have their own icon is Tux, the penguin. The penguin. Who is the official, unofficial mascot of Linux. So like if you know who Linus is, he's the inventor of the Linux kernel, the keeper of the kernel. He has a collection of penguins and it's the it is the mascot for Linux. <laughs> this guy said, I enabled lacrosse on my Chromebook. Why is there a chicken with a tuxedo <laughs> on the shelf? <laughs> and by the way, it looks nothing like a chicken. <laughs> 
chicken at all. His name is Tux, though. The penguin. Yeah. Because He's penguins tux wear tuxedos. The Tux part was right. Yeah. So. The chicken part. So so whoever right. you are, thank you. I'm thank not making funny. fun of you. It you have funny. made my day. That yeah. was great. So. And there are people that like that just call all birds chickens. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of funny, too. I like that. There's a chicken over there. Yeah, like, yeah. that's clearly a dove. Yeah. But sure, okay. they'll call that it a chicken. an albatross, yeah. but okay. That's okay. what you call every, anything under par in golf. It's all a chicken. <laughs> all Boom. chicken. Chicken. That's what we're going to start saying. Chicken dinner. The, uh, wow. the uh, uh, golden tea has gotten fierce. In the office, it has. It has. Like, like I went I'm itching to, right yeah. now. Like we're gonna finish this up, and mm-hmm. yeah. when the Jimmy Johns comes in, I went to the office a second ago to grab a uh, a soda before we started. The he went to warm up. This. No, I didn't touch it, but I thought <laughs> I'm gonna turn it on. He's in there putting because it's pretty loud. I figured I'm gonna turn it on and turn the volume all the way up and see if it projects through. Because these are thick walls. Because we have a wall and then we have cabinets, two foot and... deep cabinets. It's like it'd be really cool if that was just subtly playing in the background of the podcast. Yeah, if you if you've ever played Golden Tee, you know you know the tune. So. Anyway, what were we talking about? Lacrosse. Lacrosse. lacrosse what, is, yeah. what is lacrosse? Yeah. I don't Tell know. Everyone. It's a weird game. I'll tell you that. So it's what does it stand for? Linux and Chrome OS. Huh. I wonder why they're calling it that. I don't know because it, it's very odd because I've tried to identify exactly what version. So here's what lacrosse is. It is an attempt to split the Chrome browser from Chrome OS. Because the way Chrome OS is right now, when it updates, it updates the entire system, and that includes whatever updates come to the Chrome browser. They're not independent of each other. The Chrome on a Chromebook does not update independently from Chrome OS. This will run Chrome as an independent package. Um, My thought and what a lot of people think is that this will allow Chrome to continue to get updates once a device has reached end of life. Right. So you can still use your Chromebook as a web browser and not have to worry about security issues or things of that nature. There are some people who don't think that's the case. They think it's just so Google can send updates to the browser separate from the OS if needed. Or Which, so, this seems like a lot of work if that was the only Yeah, case. if that was the only case, because they've already split the browser settings and the, the OS settings. Right. There, Chrome OS gets updates every six weeks, just like the Chrome browser does. It'd be different if Chrome OS didn't get updates, but like twice a year, like Android did, I could see them doing this totally, but Chrome OS. And as, as we were told by, by the team, they are dedicated to continuing six week updates. They're not, they're not stopping that anytime. It's not going to change. So I don't see any reason for separating the browser from the OS unless there is an intention to continue OS updates or browser updates past the, the OS end of life, which is huge because the OS end of life is now eight years for newer devices. So did you read uh, J.R. Raphael's piece? I did. I did. Yeah. He made some good points in that. Like he said, you know, the surface level is what, Gabe just described like it's being separated. We don't know exactly what for, but we can make some educated guesses. Um, but he goes on just to point out the fact that Chrome OS, um, the Chrome operating system is, has only been that in name for the last, I don't know, three or four years. I mean, the minute they started adding Android apps and they split the settings off. Now we have Linux apps and we have parallels coming 
you know, and now VMs and all this stuff. Like the idea that Chrome OS is still just Chrome with some additions is so far from the truth. Like it's a full blown operating system now. And I, I just, there's, I don't know that there's any benefit whatsoever to having Chrome kind of attached in the way that it currently is anymore. Uh, because then once they, once they take it off of there, you don't have to worry about, as Gabe was saying, like these version updates is Chrome OS getting updated with Chrome. If this feature comes like this morning, uh, tech Dow's put out an article, this feature that we've been tracking has showed up on, on Chrome, uh, and it's Chrome Canary, <clears throat> but it's shown up on Chrome. And so, um, it's the, the ability to, uh, see auto grouping. So if you click on a link, open a new tab on Chrome, uh, Chrome unboxed, it just automatically creates a tab group. Boom. As soon as I keep opening on that same URL and like, we know that that's coming. So Gabe has a Chromebook and, and Canary. I was like, is that there for you this morning? No. Come to think, come to look at it. They're saying it's, it's available in Chrome for windows or Mac or whatever, or Linux. And so all of a sudden, if this happens and works out the way that they're expecting it to, that that conversation stops. Like it's if this happens on Chrome, it happens on Chrome. Period. Right. Because Chrome is Chrome, um, and so I think that's going to streamline their processes too. Like it, it, it'll be better for us as well. Like for us to be able to say, you know, Chrome is on this version. Chrome got updated. The OS is more about updating for you know what's this new thing that's coming to the system tray, or you know, there's this new setting, or there's dark mode, or now we have six virtual desks or like it's so different than the conversation around a new feature coming to Chrome right. as a browser. Right. And, so, and this is from, from one of the original commits. This is one of the developers had put in the comments. From what I understand, one of the motivations for lacrosse is that it makes Chrome for Chrome OS more like Chrome for other systems where we ship a binary for that OS built like we want independent of the tool chain of the OS. Right. right. So it's literally just so that Chrome on Chrome OS is treated like a package the same way it is on right. Android, on iOS, on Windows, on PC, on Linux, on Mac, all those. It's just treated the same way. Well, I would imagine this would clean up some things from a development standpoint, too. Mm -hmm. So you've got the Chrome team, the browser team working on features for the browser. Well, right now, Chrome OS team is, well, we got to make sure we get those implemented, too, because if Chrome OS... What are we on now? 80, 85. 85. Yeah. So 86 rolls out, you know, in a couple weeks. We had all these new features we're trying to get into Chrome OS, the operating system. We wanted to fix that thing with the tray. And, oh, we wanted to make sure the app drawer now does this. And, oh, remember that multitasking thing? And split screen was going to add this. And we were going to – those have nothing to do with the Chrome browser. And yet – they're probably hamstrung sometimes because it's like well, shelf that you've got to make sure that Chrome, the browser part of Chrome OS works the way it does on windows and Mac. And so to being able to separate that, I would just, again, I'm, I'm, I'm making assumptions. I would imagine that just clarifies Stream, development. It just streamlines things maybe. Yeah. I mean, so that the, the team working on Chrome OS can just work on Chrome OS, go build cool features for Chrome OS, give us better stuff, fix the bugs that are there as far, you know, like, do all the cool stuff that you guys want to do. Let the Chrome browser team just envelop, you know, Chrome on Chrome OS because it's from the looks of it, like the, the package that runs right now, I swear looks like it's, it's some sort of Windows. Yeah, and here's the thing: it's this is real bizarre. This has led me down an entire new path of I've ne I, I've never really questioned what 
Chrome on Chrome OS, what, what is, is it? it? Right. What is it running in? Because if you install the Linux version of Chrome OS, it looks very similar to the Windows version. Of Chrome? Yes. Yeah. They look very much alike. Chrome OS, Chrome kind of has its own feel. I mean, but yeah, what is it? It's not Linux Chrome. It's not Windows Chrome. So I don't know. I don't know. Is it? Is it's it, Chrome Chrome. It's got to right. be close to Linux Chrome. I would think it would be closest to since, I mean, technically speaking, Chrome OS is, it's not a Linux distro, but it's a Linux kernel. Right. So it would make the most sense for it to be close to the Linux version. Right. So, and that's why I'm going to have to dig into and figure out how exactly is this, is this, what, what is at the root of Chrome on Chrome right. OS? Is it, is it a, uh, is, it's not a, it's not a Debian package. It's, it's so, is it some kind of tarball that gets unpacked into it? What is it? Because right. when you install a cross and run it, like Robbie said, it's clearly a VM. It of is some clearly sort. a, it is a VM, it, uh, which is why you see Tux show up the little tuxedo it's chicken running in some sort of, so what's the end game there? I, I can't imagine they're going to natively run Chrome in a VM on Chrome OS. So is this something yeah, that, that won't be enabled until it reaches end of life, or is this just something that they're testing and then it's going to replace it in a native way? Is yeah. it going to be an executable file? What that is was it? the that was the thought I had the other day too? Is it could this end up being something that it's it's there, it's in the back pocket, your Chrome your Chromebook goes end of life, this notification pops up, hey, if you'd like to keep Chrome OS updated, click this, and and you get you get the you know your Chrome OS is going to stay on the same version, so you're not going to get new features. You know your features are stuck where where they're at. No different than if you were on Windows Seven or Windows Eight Point One or whatever, and your device just doesn't get updated to Windows Ten. That doesn't mean Chrome should be any less secure on that. So, you know, maybe that's the way forward. And if so, everything we just said about oh this is going to streamline development on Chromebooks that's just not going to happen at all. That's not a thing because. The idea that the Chrome browser on a Chromebook is technically just a virtual machine, you know, a thing running in a in a um, um, container, container. Yeah. feels a little weird. Uh, I mean, I guess it's it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. Like, it feels like it should be more native than that. Um, but I don't know because at the end of the day, you got to think of all the system web apps that run that are dependent on Chrome. Mm -hmm. And Chromebooks are starting to move more and more to more system web apps. So, you know, your settings is a system web app. The, they're trying to make the media player yeah. a system web app. There are commits and flags about making the camera a system web app. Well, system web apps require a browser to run. So now you're going to push system web apps through a container back into the... Like, that just doesn't seem reality to me, but I... Maybe maybe it flows in the I back end somehow. I mean, that, that just seems like a long way around to do something that you don't necessarily have to do. Um, so yeah, it, it, a lot of questions around it, and a, a ton of assumptions been made. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Because articles were written. We've we've put out stuff on it. Android Police has put stuff out on it. Computer World. You know, Kevin over at about Chromebooks. I mean, a lot of people have written about what we think this is going to be. There's. It's not like there is some. Um, green scheme that we've all read and it's like oh this no, is what they're, they're doing they're saying we don't what know. the purpose of it is well they're saying what the application is but they're not saying why what the end game is right. why or are how they they're going or to how they're going to implement because i'm I, I don't see them 
running a VM as a native standard thing. Right. So, that's It's required yeah. for you to use your yeah, Chromebook. So. You're going to have to constantly have a virtual machine. Now, granted, like, you don't have to have Linux enabled on your device for lacrosse to work. So it's a separate VM the, the same way uh, Parallels is its own VM, the same way Borealis for Steam will be its separate VM too. Yeah. So it runs in the background. You never see it because all of that stuff technically runs through Crosh, which has been on Chrome OS since right. day one. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and again, there could be parts of this that we, we don't firmly grasp. I mean, they could be looking at us, the developers, and being like, yeah, that's how it's always worked. Like, I, just because we don't see it. But I don't know. It just it feels very strange because I know Chrome, the <laughs> browser, when you open up a new tab, isn't necessarily center in the Chromebook experience. It is, honestly. I mean... I constantly have Chrome open. Like it's, it, there's very rarely a time where I don't either have Chrome open or a PWA that obviously is relying on Chrome, just a kind of different variation of Chrome. I, I can't think of any time actually yeah. that I do anything until, yeah. you know, except for when I have a fresh boot, I'm sitting there with no Chrome windows open. But other than that, the minute I begin to do anything, I'm reliant on the Chrome browser. And so it, it, it seems like it would be a bit of a stretch for that to have to happen via this this other method, um, but you know we'll see as yeah. it, as it gets developed. Um, so this could back, be back to your your initial point when we started this conversation is that that is what with Jr's article that he wrote and it's just had me thinking. Chrome OS has always been a little different. It's kind of the outlier and 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 whatever, but it has become a full fledged operating system. But it's not what people are accustomed to. People are accustomed to, I have this operating system, so therefore it works with these things. I have a Windows device. I have to install executable files and Microsoft and this and that and whatever. Chrome OS itself has become the hub for everything. And that seems weird, but I think people, the general public, are starting to understand that that opens up so many doors for doing things with Android and Linux and with parallels and stuff like that, that what we, what we view as an operating system is, is going to change five years from now. What we look at an operating system as is not going to be the same. And Microsoft's embracing that they're starting to move the direction with PWAs and things that they, they understand that the underlying operating system is not nearly as important as it was 10 years ago no so. it just it's, it's the it's app delivery basic service ui and it's the look of things and it's some yeah. settings yeah and and i think you know what google has stumbled upon you know since the beginning of working on these containers whether it be the android container the linux container or what's coming up to be the parallels you know uh did i say windows already i don't know I don't but know. linux windows you know this this thing they're going to do for steam and whatever lacrosse turns out to be like this idea that they can streamline and, and make these containers work well. Um, you know, I, I think that is more the future than anything else because it just allows for this interoperability between so yeah. many systems cross compatibility, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's kind of mind blowing to think that Chrome OS is the center point of that conversation. And it, it makes you wonder, like there's always these rumors about fuchsia and what fuchsia is. And, you know, fuchsia from what we can tell clearly can, can handle tons of container type stuff. And so, I mean, who knows what is this, is this all a move to get to the point where the, the core pieces of Chrome OS and Chromebooks 
just get switched out for fuchsia and we just keep running. You know, who knows? I mean, I, I think they've got cache with Chromebook and Chrome OS and, but I don't think like most people that buy a Chromebook aren't buying it and, and asking and, and thinking about Chrome OS. People don't even know Mac OS. Right. <laughs> they know MacBook. Yeah, I'm buying a MacBook. They know laptop and, and they know PC. PC and they know Chromebook. Like yeah. people know that. And so even somebody that buys a Surface may not even really know that it's, I mean, they probably know it's Windows, but right. they don't really care. Right. right. And so like it's it's just interesting where we are in and clearly lacrosse is being worked on for something for a reason there there's there's a purpose behind it um and whether it's you know something that gets executed at the end of life of a chromebook or it's the way forward for chrome os i you know if if they get containerized stuff vms to the point where you're running system level web apps and stuff on what amounts to a containered version of chrome then I'm excited about the fact that they've got containers that stable and right. cleaned up because right. that just opens the door for just gobs of stuff. You know, I mean, the minute you can run Linux stuff on a Chromebook or Windows stuff on a Chromebook or Android stuff on a Chromebook, because let's not forget there's, Ant, you know, Arc VM. So there's an, a new VM <laughs> container for Android too that's being worked on. The minute those things run as if they're just natively on the machine, it just opens so many doors for what Chrome OS is capable of. Um, and again, just blurs all the lines to like, what, what is this thing running? Who cares? Doesn't Can matter. I install that app on it? Sure. Good. Done. Like that's, that's the only question anybody ever wants yeah, to just answer. Want, you just want your stuff. Uh-huh. Can I run my app? Does it run Chrome? Is it going to do it without falling apart and being buggy? Great. I don't, <laughs> don't care. Like general consumers just don't care about that stuff. And so, Whatever path they take to get there, cool. Yeah, you know. I mean, a lot of people that ask me what it what it is we do. If I tell them we cover Chrome OS, they're like, "What? What, what is that?" Oh, we talk about Chromebooks, and they're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. God, oh, so, that's hey, cool. Like so, the things they have in schools. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> well, radio station in Louisville was doing this huge giveaway. Uh, heard on the radio, yeah. like giving away Chromebooks. That's the thing. And I'm like, and I sat there and listened to that commercial, like, and I was that's like, so weird. If you told me four years ago, one of the trendy radio stations in Louisville would be doing a Chromebook Chromebook giveaway, I'm like, no way. That's not going to happen. Like, if they're not giving away an iPad or an iPhone or something, nobody cares. But I'm like, it's it's different. 2020 has done a lot of weird things, and one of them is to shift public perception of Chromebooks. We talked about that with John. I mean, go back and listen to the the interview we did with John about just how they were... You know, they had this vision of what Chrome OS was and what it was going to be. And then obviously, not to say like, oh, they they, you know, they took advantage of everything. They were just in the right place at the right time. Yeah. And 2020 happened and has just flipped everything upside down. And Chrome OS has just been there as a, a perfect operating system and a perfect platform for people that need to get some stuff done remotely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... And, and do it and do it at a price point for a lot of people that's way less than what they were going to go spend on mm-hmm. a on a new MacBook or even a nice PC. I mean, go go get a, a nice PC with some good internals and a good screen and solid state storage. Ugh. NVMe, like the I mean, stuff that's inside this Acer right that's in front, front of me. Of yeah. That before you know there were once once excuse me once we get stock and stuff back in, you know, five to six hundred bucks for this thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. You're not going to find a five to six hundred dollar Windows device that's going to feel this fast and this good and have these specs. And I just can't. I, I just cannot wait for the day though, because I've had multiple people in the past year uh, message me asking about a device for their kid that's going off to college, and I get like like one of them in particular. Her, her son is uh, pursuing engineering or whatever, and he they when you go to engineering school and you have to do you got to go buy this Dell. CAD and all that. <laughs> they give you a recommended. Dude, spec, they're all going to. And I'm work. looking at they're like, be cloud here I'm like soon. well you're getting ready to spend two thousand dollars on this device so My, i, I yep. can't wait for the day when i can say hey look all you need is this because you can run cad in the cloud or you can do this or you can do that i need know? to talk with my brother again uh but a while ago i mean two years ago he was he really wanted to get a chromebook and he had some special he's a civil engineer and had some cad software that he had to have to do his job but everything else he does now is all... I don't even know if he needs that software anymore because everything he does now is kind of uh, virtual stuff. But even that software, it's going to be virtual eventually. It's going to have to be. Yep. You mean to tell me where I'm going to have this piece of software that's on this computer and that's the only place I can go get it and use it? That's so That's so 2018. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people are, people are already... Like, that is weird to people yeah like the, you mean the, i can't the, just go get it we get to a point where the only the only roadblocks are things like video editing where transferring well, files and are are what makes the difference yeah. but eventually the internet will get to the point where that won't be a problem well, anymore but as true. far as p- compute power not talking about transferring files just actual compute power the cloud has more than i mean stadia stuff like that oh, yeah. plenty of proof that that server offsite servers have all the power we need to do heavy to offload that heavy computing so you don't need a $4000 laptop. Yeah. The, yeah, the only issue like with video like photo editing isn't even really that big of a deal but video editing becomes such a uh, bottleneck because so local. Of, yeah. yeah, the the files that you'd have to move up to the cloud to edit them. Like once you got them there that would be the way to go. Absolutely. Um, you know, but and there's there's some there's some there's some services that do it. Services that they, do it, and there's none of them have. And there is no way. There's no way to fix the fact that you have how many ever gigs of I mean footage that have to be edited. And yeah. so A what review. time what time you saved in the rendering because that cloud computer is so fast you lose in the upload because yeah, it's even like, if I you get gig, the assets up there even somewhere. if you have gig upload I mean. Uh, any any given project that we work on, especially reviews where we have a ton of B-roll and multiple, you know, shoots and different things. I mean, we're talking hundred. I mean, I think the largest one we've ever had was 150 gigs. I can you imagine sitting there waiting for that to upload? I mean, you'd have to do it and come back tomorrow. Even on we have you know fiber yeah. gig speeds, you don't. It, one device doesn't get all that speed, no matter what you do. Well, once so Google like, gets their two gig fiber in every market, uh-huh. yeah, that's the. I'm best. not going to hold my breath for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, they came to Louisville uh, and then they ran away. <laughs> yeah, Louisville with ran their, away. With their, yeah, yeah, it's that's complicated. Long story, but yeah, them and Top Golf. Yeah. <clears throat> well, we were going to talk about some other stuff, but we've ran out of time, and we're hungry, and we're hungry, and yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Johns, Johns is out for delivery. FreakyFastFridays dot com. <laughs> is it Fridays? Do we did we uh, buy the S? <laughs> I think we should just do what? Freaky Fast Friday. Freaky Fast Friday. Singular. Which one did you buy, Gabe? I don't know. <laughs> Robbie, that's your task. Long Friday. Long. Perfect. Day. Yeah, that's Single. what it needs to be. FreakyFastFriday.com. Yep. Dude, if they don't approach us to buy that in the next six months, I'm going to be very upset with Jimmy John's. They won't. We need to start tweeting it. They're not Let's going. do a tweet Ooh, today. We could do start, yeah, Let's start get a photo it. today. Freaky Fast Friday. 
Yeah. Booyah. Everyone, order Jimmy John's on Friday at Chrome Unboxed. Hashtag. We could we could just take a good photo of our food or do something and just have a landing page on the website at least for right Done. now. I'll do it. Where's the camera? Let's go. All right, we got to go, guys. We got we got very important got stuff, stuff to, do. to do. We got, we got very stuff important to stuff to do. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, we're gonna link everything. Hopefully, you enjoyed the conversation. Make sure to go enter the giveaway. We'll definitely link that down in the show notes. You can go uh, enter to win. Hopefully, a Nest Mini. So. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. See you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.